Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber. Today, I just want to go over some personal developments of mine um, over the past few days. Um, today is Wednesday, and on Monday, um, I officially got certified as a Reiki master teacher. Uh, so that's really cool, and I'm exploring what I want to do with that. Um, I've been practicing Reiki almost every day on myself and with Thomas. Um, I might want to do Reiki on other people, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out like from what perspective and what kind of offering, um, I want to have. And along those lines, I was doing some research last night about legally doing Reiki, um, in Washington state. And while I don't know that everybody follows the rules really, um, or there really aren't rules, um, basically Reiki is not regulated, um, anywhere for the most part. Um, but from what I did learn, um, it would be good for a Reiki practitioner to either have some sort of certification along the lines of like a, a massage therapist or something like that. Like if you're going to be working with people in terms of their health, if you're going to be touching them in any way, which in Reiki, you might like hover your hands, but you might put your hands like on somebody's shoulder or on their head. Um, if you're doing um, sessions in person um, or if you're doing attunements as a teacher and allowing other people to become Reiki practitioners. Um, again, you might like shoulders or head or, you know, touch their hands or different things like that. Um, and if you're going to do that sort of thing, you want to make sure that you are, um, doing it appropriately, of course. Um, but so what I read was that in, um, states like Washington, um, massage therapists and acupuncturists and like different um, modalities like that are registered with the state, um, as a healthcare worker. Um, but the other route to go when you're practicing something like Reiki is to become an ordained minister. And then what you're doing with Reiki is more spiritual. Um, so that's the route that I chose. And I, yesterday I got the free, um, through, it's called like Universal Life Church, I think. Um, I'm an ordained minister now. So now I am a Reiki master teacher, ordained minister. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything on its own, um, but it does mean some things to me based on my intentions with it. So to back up a lot, um, since I was like three years old until I could, since I could walk into the, the woods in the backyard of the house I lived in at the time by myself. Um, I was in the woods with a bag of magic rocks, which are like tumbled, um, crystals, gems, um, different things we got at like, uh, tourist stops. Um, and I would take them out there and I'd put them in a circle around me and I'd make wishes. And I didn't, I don't know where I learned that from. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if, I don't think I ever saw anybody do it. I mean, maybe in like a movie or a cartoon or something. I don't know. But I did those things um, sometimes. I mostly just spent time in the woods and um, believed a lot in fantasy and, you know, just played around and stuff out there. Um, I also remember at the time my older sisters trying to scare me that there was a witch that lived in the woods. And if I wasn't good, she would, they would give me to her. 
Um, and I don't know if I pretended to be scared, but I know that I wasn't scared. They took me to like somebody's backyard because where we were, um, we were living in SeaTac, Washington, which is where the airport is. And actually where our house was is now the third runway of the SeaTac airport. Um, so our house is gone or that house is gone. Um, but it was all these houses kind of in this area with their backyards to these woods and there's like a stream and stuff. And they took me over there and they showed me this big backyard and it was like this huge garden to me. I mean, I was like four, but, um, it looked like a huge garden to me and they said, this is where the witch lives. And if you're bad, we're going to leave you with her. Um, and I always thought that that was like awesome. And I kind of wish that they did because my home life wasn't great. Um, and so it was from a really young age that magic and witchcraft and wishes, um, started to interest me. And then when I was 13, 14 years old, um, I had some friends in middle school who wanted to do magic and spells. And we had, I think my mom and or my stepdad must have bought me like the teen witch book. And I remember like going to the library and getting teen witch books and stuff. Um, and learning Wicca and growing my own herbs and making things and having colored candles. And I really started getting into it again when I was like 14. And now I'm 29 and I am back again interested in symbology. Um, also in college, I got my degree in modern applied cultural anthropology and did a lot of um, study into different religions, voodoo, Pentecostalism, Hasidic Judaism, Christianity, um, I took a lot of classes in um, both Chinese and Japanese history, and so I learned about the Shinto religion and just really studied culture and religion in college. And um, then five years ago, my health took a turn, so I was no longer a practicing anthropologist through Western, running my company called Middle Women. And, um, I've been focusing on health, health, health. But yesterday when I learned that now as a Reiki practitioner, I kind of had a choice of if I wanted to treat it as a health or like healing modality or a spiritual modality, um, I just felt very called to, um, it being a spiritual modality. And while spiritual healing or energy medicine, it can be healing, of course, um, I'm really feeling very inspired to treat um, my work, maybe even work with other people from a spiritual perspective at this point um, with some healthy lifestyle practices mixed in. I don't really know how this is going to work, but I got two tarot card readings yesterday. Um, one was a pick a card on YouTube and one was one I paid for through Simbi. And... The one that I paid through for through Simbi um, was four cards, well, five, but she she was doing um, a reading for me on which of four paths I should choose. So work for myself, work for somebody else, stop and focus on my health or option number four that we didn't know. And with work for myself, she got the impression that if I could work for myself and actually turn it into a profitable enterprise, I would heal some uh, insecurities in myself that I currently have and some feelings that I can't accomplish things. And that would be a very beneficial experience for me, not only you know monetarily and getting to have a, a functional business, 
but because I, I need to free myself of some of the pain that is currently keeping me from fully diving into having my own business. Some of that is because I got burnt out running my first organization and I'm afraid of that happening again. Um, if I would have worked for somebody else, it would be very structured and um, perfectionist and it, like very detail-oriented. And I know that if I were to pursue work for somebody else, I'd be doing something in philanthropy, um, volunteer management, fundraising, event planning, something like that. Because that's really all I have experience doing in terms of working. Like that's my entire resume. I've never really done other jobs than that, like a little bit of social media, but I don't really love social media, so I wouldn't want to do that for work. Um, but yeah, I, I have um, over 10 years of experience, like I've said it in previous episodes, um, in event planning, volunteer organizing, organizing, um, fundraising, that sort of stuff. So if I were to work for somebody else, that's what that work would be. Um, and I could do it, but in the tarot card reading, I basically got that it would be like very different. Like the, the life that I would have working for myself and the life that I would have working for say like a, a nonprofit or a foundation or something like that would just be very different lives. Both could be good, but just which one do I want? Um, and then I also got that if I stopped to work on my health um, or incorporated like focusing on my my well-being, um, it would be a very uplifting experience for me in terms of my wealth. Um, so basically working on my health equals wealth and also security and stability. And I was told to use traditional familial ancestral wisdom to um, do my healing. So that all happened. And then basically option number four, she pulled two cards for, and it was like ruin, destruction, sadness, grief, like just stop looking. What I got was stop looking for paths, um, new paths, new options. You, you have plenty of options, Rebecca, stop looking for new things to do. Um, and then the reading that I experienced that was a pick a card was basically saying that I have the ability to help people release themselves from the programs that are holding them back. Um, and that maybe I should consider having a spiritual business. So all of that happened in the last couple of days. And that's where I'm sitting right now of like, well, maybe I want to do something in terms of like a spiritual business. And I've always really felt called to um, facilitate and like participate in births, deaths, and unions. And now as an ordained minister, um, I can perform I guess, baptisms, funerals, and weddings. And so that's all happening. And I'm not really sure how this is all going to play out, but it's something that's going on in my life right now that I'm, I'm thinking about all these things. And then um, I had a dream last night where there's a lot of details that are kind of irrelevant, but I was basically dating somebody who was running for, to be president. Um, and... Um, in the process of that, I like met his children and just really loved them and was like looking forward to, I guess, kind of being their stepmother and, um, having this life and really, um, just excited about what the future was going to hold, um, being a part of this family. And then we were like all 
down at like the beach or the uh, marina kind of area, and this huge storm came out of nowhere, and these four children and their friends and like other kids were in the water, and the storm came, and a lot of them um, drowned. And it was absolutely horrific. I have all my senses in my dreams, so it was like very vivid, and it was it was really and I saved a few of the kids um, that were had been in the water, but yeah, it was just like it was horrible. It was really traumatic, to be honest, in a dream. Um, but the part that really stood out to me was that I started wailing, um, which in I don't know in it many Western, if any Westernized cultures. Um, the practice of wailing happens. I could be wrong. Um, I think maybe in some sects of Christianity, maybe they still do wailing. Um, but I definitely know that in some other cultures, especially in some African cultures that I've um, studied, the process of grieving as loudly as possible to get the sadness and the experience out of your body is a very common practice. Um, it's not something that I've ever done, but in the dream, I started like um, drumming on like the some wood that was near me, and it was like not that I'm studied in sh- shamanism very much, but it, it was like what I would consider to be kind of like a shamanic rhythmic drumming with like a song and wailing and just being really loud and expressing my grief um, as loudly and vocally as possible and rhythmically and ceremoniously as possible, um, which is again, nothing I've ever done in, in my actual life. And, um, but it, that, it, that's what came to me in my dream. And it was really, really powerful. And some of the families that were, um, like on the beach, kind of on the dock started participating in that with me. Um, but I also saw some Caucasian, mothers who were grieving, but they, I made eye contact with one of them and they didn't think that they could participate in the, um, wailing because they thought it like wasn't for them or they weren't allowed or, you know, something like that. You could see that they wanted a way to express themselves and work their, this emotion through and out of their bodies, but they didn't feel like they could participate in that specific ceremony. Um, and then the alarm went off this morning and I woke up with um, my hand on my heart chakra and it was like really warm and heavy. Um, so there was like some Reiki kind of happening subconsciously with me. Um, and then I was like working with my uh, solar plexus chakra too, which is like your power and your drive. And um, I basically learned um, from intuition that something that I could do with my life is kind of help hold space for people to process through experiences and through the uh, psychology that I've studied and Thomas has studied and taught me. Um, if you can get to a experience, if you can get to somebody who's been through a traumatic experience within two hours and help them process through um, that experience in a positive um, acknowledging way, it can prevent things like PTSD. Um, so all of these thoughts are coming through me right now. All of this um, kind of being a priestess or some sort of um, facilitator of important events, something to do with trauma. I also process through my own trauma in this way with some dance and 
movement and sounds and Reiki um, this morning kind of acknowledging to myself that um, what I went through was not fair, was not appropriate. Um, so there's just a lot going on in the last 24 hours. Um, and I'm excited to see where this goes. And I look forward to learning more about myself and this path. And um, one of the cards from yesterday in the pick a card basically said that my authority like comes from taking my path one step at a time and not really trying to plan out the future and not trying to anticipate where things are going to go or what I should do, but just taking things one step at a time. And that is definitely what um, has been working for me uh, recently, including um, returning to dynamic neural retraining um, system, the program that uh, is promising to be able to help with things like chronic fatigue and multiple chemical sensitivities and anxiety, which are things that um, I feel like are holding me back and keep me housebound. And two different people that I haven't talked to in a long time have approached me to ask if I've ever heard of it. And I have heard of it and I own the program. So I started it up again yesterday. So there's just a lot of mental, emotional, spiritual lessons coming through for me right now. And um, I'm curious to know what happens next. Um, this is a particularly long episode of Exposing Isolation, but I had a lot to say. And thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope you have a good day. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.